In this episode, we read a letter from a listener and a patron, Amy, who has some things to say about the updated Mormon Church Handbook. Yes, specifically their attacks on the transgender community. Yeah. What the fuck? I know. I know. I'm already dropping F-bombs. F-bombs. Anyway, she's going to talk about what it has done to her and her family. I'm a little outraged, actually, after reading it, so... Enjoy. Enjoy. This should be a good one. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be right back. All righty. We are supported by apostate coffee, a damn good cup of joe. I would like to bear my testimony that you will (laughs) love this blend with every fiber of your being. Uh, You mean... Bean? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) The Les Bean medium dark variety roasted in small batches to ensure freshness, zero bitterness, and balanced acidity. With the sacred, not secret combo of caramel and cocoa, very fancy, Mm -hmm. this coffee will nourish and strengthen your body. So stop drinking subpar coffee. Give the Les Bean blend a try today at apostatecoffee.com. That's apostatecoffee.com. Are you struggling to lose weight and keep it off? Tired of wasting time and money on starvation diets that lead to more frustration and stress? If there was a weight loss solution that could actually work for you, would you try it? Then head to golo.com. I'm Steve. I lost 138 pounds in nine months on Golo. I'm Amber. I've lost 128 pounds with Golo. If you're ready to take back control of your life, head to golo.com now and see how Golo can work for you. That's golo.com. My sleep is way better. My inflammation has gone way down. Golo saved my life. I was way overweight. That's what sent me down the path. I wanted to make sure and live for my kid. I have literally tried everything. I was on the verge of getting gastric bypass surgery, and I saw the Golo commercial, and it was the last thing I tried because it worked. Join over 2 million people who found a better way to lose weight with Golo. Your healthier and happier life begins at Golo.com. That's G-O-L-O.com. Again, G-O-L-O.com. Hey everybody, I'm Mary. And I'm Shelly. And this is episode 31 of LDL Letters, the Latter-day Lesbian Midweek Mail Podcast. I know, right? It's a lot to remember. I store that all up in my little pea brain. Yeah, she has no notes in front of her. (laughs) I know! I'm just winging that shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're so off the cuff. I know. Real spontaneous, mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just try to keep up. <laughs> Today, we have a letter that is in response to our last episode about the fucked up changes to the LDS handbook. Yes. Yeah. Specifically regarding their new fun transgender policy. Mm, good times. Assholes. Yeah, for sure. So this letter is from our friend and patron, Amy S., and she is a transgender woman and has some interesting things to say about this. So Mm -hmm. let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. Okay. Read to me, baby. I will read right now. Dear Shelly and Mary, this past week has been a very emotional week for me. My very supportive girlfriend and I broke up. Whoa. I know. Oh. I know. I'm sorry, Amy. And if that wasn't hard enough to deal with, the church released its long-awaited handbook updates. Yeah, thanks, church. Mm -hmm. Thanks for nothing. With rumors swirling in ex-Mormon circles online about what these updates would entail for the LGBTQ plus community, I feared the worst. Even though I resigned my membership in the church last year, many have asked, why do you care if you're not a member anymore? I get that question uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. People don't understand. Yeah. Give it a rest. You don't go anymore. Why do you care? 
right? I'm guessing Amy's going to say something about that. <laughs> I think she's going to clear that up for us. Mm-hmm. This sort of question I got from my ex-wife regarding the recent handbook changes, as she believes I should just not worry about the church anymore. The truth of the matter is the church does play a role in my life, a big role, and that my ex-wife still attends on a weekly basis, and she brings our 11-year-old daughter with her to church. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, it does yeah, still apply. Hello. It still matters. And you know what? Matters. Even if you don't have a child being dragged to church, my family is all still Oh, for Mormon, sure. So what the Mormon church does affects me. So don't tell me, leave it alone. You've already left. Just leave it alone. It it doesn't work that way. There are so many people in my life who are affected by the bullshit because they believe it. Yeah. People can choose to stand up for what they want to. Mm -hmm. I am glad that there are people who are not homeless that stand up for homeless people. I'm glad that there are people who are not of color who stand up for people of color. Mm -hmm. I'm glad— Get my point? Like, yeah, you I do don't get your have point. to be the one um, being attacked or what's what am I trying to say here? You don't have to be the one directly affected by something to give a shit about it. That's exactly right. Yeah. Did I sum that up for you? You did, and I okay. was stumbling over <laughs> crazy shit. But yeah, yeah, we need people to stand up against wrongs. Yeah, for sure. And just because it might not affect you directly doesn't mean that you shouldn't stand up for stupid bullshit in the world. Mm-hmm. And this is a case in point. Yep. Okay. Amy continues. I'm fortunate our local leaders are liberal in a Mormon sense in that they are sensitive to the needs of LGBTQIA plus members and their families. In fact, our stake president and bishop have been supportive of me and my ex-wife through our divorce and my transition. Very cool. That is positive. However, even in our liberal bubble of Mormonism, conservative Orthodox members still make offhand comments about the LGBTQIA plus population. And with Dallin Oaks and other leaders like him— She forgot his middle name. <laughs> Asshat. Asshat. <laughs> These comments rarely get challenged in Sunday school, Relief Society, Elders Quorum, or even Seminary. In fact, a couple of years ago, as I was starting to come out, the stake president's son went on a rant in seminary per my oldest daughter, who is now inactive. Yay. She said that in parentheses, mm-hmm. saying how the gays and transgenders are trying to wreck the family and the church as we know it. No, the gays. <laughs> and the transgender. So someone explained to me how these groups, and I put myself in this category because I'm gay. Mm-hmm. How do we wreck the family and the church? So this is what I used to believe because that was what I was taught and that was what I heard all around me, is that the gays— because mm-hmm. it was all focused on the gays then. The gays are wrecking the, the straights. because How? Because when <laughs> they have the right to get married, then somehow that takes away from the sanctity of marriage. Okay. It kind of spits on marriage. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon, the gays will be raising children. And then that will be even more horrible. And then it'll, it'll be taught in school. And these straight families' kids will be forced to accept them. And it's evil and wicked. I I don't believe that anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure I actually ever did. I was just spouting off things that I heard without actually thinking about it. You know, if women are allowed to vote, it'll take away the voting rights of men or water it down somehow. Mm -hmm. Change sucks. Change sucks. Let's not change anything for the better. No. Sorry, I got a little sarcastic there. No, you're Mm -hmm. right on. People like to kind of pick and choose what they think is good change and what is bad change, you know? Mm And typically the right-wing conservative folk, uber-Christian slash Mormon, like to think that anything pro-gay, pro-trans, pro-anything 
that's not strictly straight mm-hmm. is the devil. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm so sick of it. Amy continues, even though I wasn't fully out yet, comments like these confirmed to me that even in a liberal part of the church, being fully accepted by our ward was going to be an uphill battle. And it was. While for the most part, the members of the ward here are accepting of me, the worst cases of anti-transgender sentiment I have faced have come from members of the church. From one guy telling me how much smarter he was than me, and he knew why I was transgender. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Mm -hmm. This is where he weaponized my childhood sexual abuse at me. Yeah. You're transgender because you were abused. Right. If that were the case, we would all be transgender. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Most, anyway. Yeah, Yeah. you're gay or lesbian because you're abused. You're transgender because you're abused. You know how many people are abused? Most. Lots of people. And you know what sucks? That's the attitude of something that is a beautiful thing, being yourself. You know, wherever you are on the LGBTQ plus spectrum, Mm -hmm. it's a beautiful thing to come out. And for someone to say the reason you are that way, meaning damaged in their mind, is because of a traumatic experience that you had. It's like, wait, wait, wait. I was abused as a child, and that's a horrible, horrible thing. And because of this horrible thing, now I'm a horrible, horrible adult. Right. That's so fucked up. Yeah. Like, what gives this person the right to even comment? Why do people think they get to make a comment when they have nothing to do with the situation? Um, Because they're assholes and they know more than everyone. (laughs) All right. There you have it. She says he had the audacity, this asshole, to tell me I am transgender because I was sexually abused when I was eight. Another woman in the ward told my ex-wife I shouldn't be around my daughters because as a trans woman, I cannot be trusted with children anymore alone. Transgender does not equal pedophile. Oh, my God. You want pedophile? Look in the leadership of your church. Yeah. These kinds of misconceptions persist in the church because they have been espoused by church leaders for decades and are still used as weapons against LGBTQIA plus members and ex-members. So even under the cover of, quote, love, I put that in quotes mm-hmm, because that seems like quotes. an unloving <laughs> thing. As outlined in the policy changes, transphobic members will still find cover not to accept transgender and non-binary members. When you make a policy like that, it doesn't really matter what your intentions are at that point. You have segregated these people. And so you will have people within the church who are like, oh, you know, we you need to love them and accept them. And, you know, they've lost their way and they were abused and that's why they're like this. And we feel bad for them. Those people are generally, you know, they have a good heart. They just don't understand mm-hmm. how to act, right? Yeah. But also when you put this kind of thing in the handbook, you're going to have the assholes who are going to be abusive, who will say mean things. It's just so careless. It's careless to put that kind of shit in a handbook. Yeah. And it's asshole-ish. Especially asshole-ish. Yes. That's hard to say. Mm -hmm. Okay. The policy still holds to the notion of biological sex in that fake priesthood ordinances are gender-dependent. Newsflash, it's all made up, so it doesn't matter what gender performs fake ordinances. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I think Amy is starting to think it's all fake. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Good job, Amy. Additionally, the church continues to prop up an amicus brief titled The Proclamation on the Family as doctrine and uses it to say our eternal gender was set in some sort of pre-existence. 
There is a body of peer-reviewed research showing that both sex and gender are on a spectrum. In fact, there are six sets of chromosomes that can survive as human beings. And furthermore, recent research shows that sex is actually controlled at the gene level and can evolve during a person's lifetime. And she puts in parentheses, see research on the SRY gene. Mm. Interesting. Never mind history showing gender roles have evolved over time, and in many societies, the idea of people with more than one gender goes back centuries, if not millennia. The idea of biological sex as we know, I see it as an invention of white European colonizers who used their religion and ideas about gender to force civilizations into their way of life. It's all made-up bullshit like Mormonism. Mm -hmm. So gender is a construct. Yep. Yeah. So Shelly, I think we should take a little break and then get back to Amy's letter um, after that. I agree. Okay. Be right back. We are supported by new dating app. Hey, listeners, raise your hand if you think dating after Mormonism is difficult. Probably 95% of our listeners are raising their hands right now. <laughs> you know, it's hard meeting someone and having to explain your whole wacky Mormon upbringing. Oh, we went through this. And since your faith transition, you've probably been kicked out of the singles ward. So now what? Oh, that is challenging. Mm -hmm. Check out New. It's an ex-Mormon dating app available for download on both Android and iPhone. Are you ready to find post-Mormon love with someone who understands your story? I know I am. <laughs> oh, hey. wait, wait, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Visit newdating.app and learn more. That's newdating.app. We are back. Okay. Amy continues. Uh, then there's the idea of surgeries for transgender people. There's no other group in the church who are asked about their surgeries. It's none of the church's business what surgeries we get, and they don't ask cis Mormon women about breast augmentation or any other surgeries they have, or men for that matter. So why is it their business if a trans man gets their top surgery or if a trans woman gets their vagina. It's a total invasion of privacy. But in the culture of sexual nosiness, it's not surprising that old white guys want to know what I have in between my legs. It's all so damaging to the trans person. It is, and creepy. It is creepy, and it's none of your business. None. Not even Mormon for church. a second. No. Good Lord. Is it the attitude of the church leaders that they don't want like a, a trans man sneaking in and get the priesthood. What's their deal? And, I don't know. And if God really is God and has these fucked up crazy rules, then he won't allow that person to have fake priesthood anyway, you know? I'm pretty sure priesthood is fake. It is, it is <laughs> fake, but my point is, couldn't God just be like, well, that person shouldn't have the, the priesthood, so no, I am not going to connect with that person. You know what I mean? It's like, is God so weak that he... Mormon God, that's why I'm saying Mormon mm -hmm. God, so I'm calling him a he because that's what Mormons think, that he is bound by whatever the human beings do with his priesthood, you know? I mean, I guess he could find someone's car keys instead. 
It's pretty busy with those car keys. Uh, Anyway, it's just disgusting to me. I do. I know. It's so insulting, and it's hard as a nevermo to read all this stupid bullshit about the handbook and whatever and take any of it seriously. Like, to me, all of it is gobbledygook. Yeah, this must feel like Twilight Zone to you. It is Twilight Zone, and I really feel bad for the people who are mired in it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, in Amy's case— she has an ex-wife and a daughter who still go to the stupid church, and yeah. lots of people are in that boat. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad for them because they've got to hear about this nonsense, utter nonsense mm-hmm. from loved ones mm-hmm. who take it so seriously. Harmful, harmful nonsense. Oh, harmful, yeah. horribly harmful, yeah. toxic nonsense. Yeah, um, yeah, it's mind-blowing mm-hmm. to me that any of it's taken seriously. Like, oh, a new handbook. What? other thing needs a handbook except for maybe scouting. Here's how you tie a certain knot or whatever. This handbook, we should probably bust it out again in a, in a future episode. It covers everything. It's like ridiculous. Like which hand you use to take the what? sacrament with. Yes, it, it covers everything. Okay, it's so, so wacky. As a parishioner mm-hmm. in Mormon church during a sacrament meeting, you have to use a certain hand? The handbook says you use your right hand to take the sacrament. What if you're a lefty? Well, then you're disobedient. Poor Philip. There's <laughs> lots of lefties. I know, but you're so supposed to use your to... right hand because it's more That's respectful. That's so stupid. It what is mean stupid. more respectful. I don't know. We'll we'll look that up oh in the handbook God. next episode because this is Mormons. Bullshit. You are the most ridiculous group of people. Mormons are taught to look in the handbook in order to make their decisions. There's a whole section about in vitro getting um, your tubes tied, uh, vasectomies. Am I saying them all right? Yeah. There's instructions for how to do all that? How to not. So you're not supposed to have a vasectomy, for they instance? They look down on it. They say to talk to your bishop about it. Because they want to have more and more babies. Mm-hmm. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Are they going to ask a bunch of men, uh, have you had a vasectomy? I need to know. Mm-hmm. Because that's really personal. And that's like asking about surgeries. Yeah, of course they're not. be like, a uh, hello, HIPAA. <laughs> Isn't that like where they can't show you their medical records? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, stupid church get me all worked up. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back to her letter. Finally, there is so much wrong with the idea of, quote, it's okay to take cross-gender hormones, but it's not okay to dress as your correct gender. It doesn't even make any sense. Are you trying to make sense of nonsense? <laughs> Have we not Why? talked about this so many times? <laughs> Why would they allow one and not the other? I am so confused mm-hmm. by what's allowed and why they feel like they have say-so and how people just live their ordinary, everyday mm-hmm. lives. Stay out of my life, Mormon fucking church. Yeah, stay the fuckity fuck out of my life. Exactly. Good Lord. You know, church is really supposed to be a peaceful time where you can go and connect with your yeah. creator mm-hmm. or whatever, however you look at spirituality. It's that time for you to connect in that way to something greater than yourself if you choose to believe that. And also to commune with people around you to get together weekly mm-hmm. to have this experience, to share this experience. Mm-hmm. It's just supposed to be this lovely joyful, uplifting experience. Clearly, you have not been to Mormon church. Why are they ruining <laughs> spirituality? You oh, have to look down God. on someone. You have to tell someone what to do. You have to correct everyone. You have to make everyone be just like you, because you are right. But you don't. No, you don't. But no. when you're Mormon, you do. <sighs> Get Jesus on the phone. Clear this up. Hang on, he's in my speed dial. Let me say. Oh, he's busy right now. There's a game mm-hmm. on. Okay. Well, you know, he's wearing a robe, so I guess he's dressing as his non-correct gender. Yeah, Jesus would not be allowed <laughs> to his own church. Right. This is so stupid. Okay, let's get back to the letter. Okay. Hormones change everything from sexual function 
to the way we feel and how we want the world to perceive us as people. If I were forced to wear men's clothing to church, it would trigger a huge amount of gender dysphoria and a whole lot of other issues and negative feelings. Could you imagine what this would do to a young trans person who is excited to start their hormones, go to school as their correct gender, have their friends call them by their chosen name, but then have to come to church and essentially cross-dress in clothes that trigger dysphoria? Wow. There's so much of this that I didn't really understand until we started making friends who were transgender. Mm -hmm. And this whole gender dysphoria, that shit is no joke. Yeah, That's not just like, I'm a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not from what people have told me. That shit will drive you to want to end it all. Yeah, It's that difficult. So this isn't something to be taken lightly. Yeah. I mean, what if they said to people of color, you know what? You need to try to look more white before you step in the doors of this church. They have. (laughs) You know what I mean? There was the black person working at the temple. They didn't like his hair because it was slightly dreadlocked and they wanted him to have more of a white haircut. Is this something written down? It's very recent. (laughs) uh, There was a news article about it. They eventually, I don't know if they apologized or not, but they said, oh yeah, never mind. You can still work here with your hair. Unbelievable. But that, you know, that, and I know we're getting off track, but they just barely here in Virginia came up with a law saying that you can't fire someone, I think it is, for their hair. That natural hair is not a crime. Um, Was this a church-related thing? No, this is like the law in Virginia. It's discrimination to fire someone for having natural hair. They used to be able to fire black women or black men that had like long dreads or whatever because it's not professional. Really? They barely made that law that you couldn't fire them. So the fact that the Mormon church is behaving badly is, is not a shock. Well, they seem to get to do whatever they want. It's true. Shelly, I'm looking this article up right now. It says, fact check. Um, fact check. This is 13newsnow.com. You can look up this article. It says, Virginia lawmakers pass bill making hair discrimination illegal. The bill would make it illegal to discriminate against anyone based on hair texture, hair type, and protective hairstyles like braids, locks, and twists. This came out February 21st of 2020. 2020. Wow. Finally, in 2020, you cannot fire someone for having braids in their hair (laughs) or natural hair. So this uh, person of color friend of mine, Dawn, she was talking about the fear of being fired for having like an afro, Mm -hmm. let's say, and you're a woman and you're you're wearing your hair naturally and it would grow out into an afro. Um, You could be fired for that. Mm -hmm. That's fucked up. This is how your hair grows. And it's barely 2020. It's 2020, and this is just now being passed? Mm -hmm. That's insane. I had no idea about this until Dawn mentioned it, which, by the way, shows my white privilege. I never would have known about it. Well, you didn't have to deal with it. I didn't have to deal with it, never even knew about it, and I appreciate it when I can find out about these things and kind of spread spread the word word. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's insane. 2020 and dealing with that. Good Lord. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Let's get back to the letter. Let's just back up a little. So could you imagine what this would do to a young trans person who is excited to start their hormones, go to school as their correct gender, have their friends call them by their chosen name and pronouns, I'm going to add, but then have to come to church and essentially cross-dress in clothes that trigger dysphoria? The consequences of this to a young transgender person could quite literally be deadly. Exactly. And I wish I was overstating this, but we all know I'm not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a good point. Good Mm -hmm. Lord. Uh, This issue. Fucking church. Mm. 
In the end, this is a horseshit policy for transgender people. And while there are some who see it as a progress and say, just wait, in 20 years, trans people will have even more rights in the church. Really? You know, this um, makes me think of a conversation I had on Facebook today from some douchey dude talking about, look, you, you get to make your own choice. If you don't want to go to church, you don't have to. And I mentioned, like, there are kids who have no choice. And he goes, that's not true. You always have a choice. Adults and children have a choice whether or not to. No, that's actually not true. Children who are raised in the Mormon church most of the time do not have the choice. Meaning if they say, mom, dad, I'm not going to church, then mom and dad says, okay, well, then you're going to be in your room for the rest of the week. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, then you don't get to go out with your friends. Okay, well, then we're going to withhold money from you, your allowance. They'll do that Kids shit. don't have choices. No, kids don't have choices. No. And so you can't just say, well, this doesn't affect anyone because if you are trans, you should just leave the church anyway. Why would you even want to go? Doesn't matter. There are children being raised in the church now without a choice of whether or not to go who will be affected by this and likely will be affected in a horrible way. But we're talking suicide here. We're mm -hmm. not just talking like, well, they're kind of grouchy because blah, blah, blah. We're mm -hmm. talking serious, serious consequences. There are also adults who go to church who don't really have a choice because of whether it's the wife is still in and so they have to be supportive or try to keep the peace mm -hmm. or their children being like, it's not just you can leave and it doesn't matter anymore. It's not like it's that. It's not that simple. It's not. And some people... Yes, they are able to do that as adults. And some people, it's just a really complicated issue. Yeah. Like when you have family members still going, you have children still going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amy says, you know what? I don't have 20 years. My kid is in young women's now. And while my ex and I are raising her to be accepting of everyone, it's the one-off comments from transphobic members that scare me. And you never know when those are coming. So I can't just wait this out. I'm happy to be out of the cult, and I only hope that as my younger daughter grows up, she sees that the LGBTQIA plus people around her are happy and loving people, and that what the church teaches about transgender folks like her father is just not true. I leave this with you in the name of a very gay Jesus <laughs> and the Ethiopian eunuch. Amen. Amen, Amy. The Ethiopian eunuch. I want yeah, to look that biblical. up. Yeah, no, eunuchs were awesome yeah. in the Bible. I don't remember anything bad being said nope. about a eunuch. No. Uh, so anyway, that was our letter today. Amy, mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you for writing this. I know that when the handbook was released, it was very emotionally difficult. And I'm sure this letter was emotionally oh, for difficult sure. to write. I'm not even transgender. And dealing with this coming out and seeing everything on social media and writing up my feelings about it was hard. And it drained me. I can only imagine how much worse it would be for someone who is going to be directly affected, affected by, this, by this. And I'm yeah. sorry that that affects you. And I would love to buy you a beer someday. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I second that. Two beers. Let's have a um, handbook burning party. Oh, God, yes. Except you... it's online. Oh. Well, you know, we can print the fucker out and then burn it. Okay. Done. <laughs> <laughs> well, Amy, thanks again for writing in. As a reminder to those listening, if you would like to get in touch with us, please do so. Mm -hmm. Get in touch with us at contact at latterdaylesbian.org. Mm -hmm. That's our email. That's our direct email. Sure is. Can I make an announcement? Yeah. So we are going to be in Phoenix the first weekend of April for Phoenix mm -hmm. Pride. The third through the, what, sixth? Is that right? Yes. We come back that morning. We do. 
Uh, the third is the Friday, mm-hmm. and we will be having a meet and greet at 8.30 at Stacy's at Melrose. Yeah. In fact, I have added a new calendar feature. You did? To our website. Baby, you so fancy. While you were napping today. <laughs> I took the biggest unexpected <laughs> nap in a, like an armchair. Yeah. Well, it's a recliner. A little bit more comfortable than yeah. your standard armchair, I would think. But yeah, I've added a schedule. I think it's... Um, latterdaylesbian.org slash schedule. Mm-hmm. I, I guess if you go to the website, you can find it by scrolling. Yeah, you yeah. can look at all the tabs we right. have there. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to do it monthly because I can't get my act together to do more than a, a month at a time. So yeah, right now we calendar. just have our April travels, which is really just that one weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but good job, baby. Way to get it on there. Thanks. You're welcome. It's got the uh, name and address of the bar mm-hmm. and the time. Mm-hmm. And it's also got the location of Saturday and Sunday Pride and the hours. Wow, baby, you've got a lot them while I napped. I really did. Wow, I'm industrious. I feel, I feel a little shitty. Mm-hmm. You can nap next time and I'll work. I'm not much of a napper. Mm. I have more energy than everyone. Yeah. Pretty much. I don't know why. I've always been that way. It's because you're just little bitty. Isn't is you know, it? Yeah. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Well, we can analyze that at another time. <laughs> so is that all that you wanted to say? Yeah, I think so. I just want to start, well, I want to start announcing that. So, um, okay. you know, we're in first week of uh, March right now. So we want to make sure we announce, tell your friends, come to Pride, come see us the night before. Come see us in Phoenix. Yeah. I know. I'm excited. Me too. It's going to be the start of the Pride season mm-hmm. for us. Time to gear up. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for this week's letter. Letter. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll talk to you later, everybody. Yep, bye-bye.